You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In you, Lord, I have found my peace. O Lord, my heart is not proud. Like a weaned child on its mother's lap, so is my soul within me. And we see that beautiful image so often of mothers nursing their little baby and how safe and protected that child is. And we turn the page over to read the second reading. And St. Paul uses that same image. And he says, We were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you. So beautiful words. Working night and day in order not to burden any of you. And then in the gospel, they place burdens on people, heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders. But they will not lift a finger to move them. Two very contrasting images of spiritual presence of leaders in a community. And then through Paul's work, the word of God reaches the first Christians in Thessalonia 
This is the first letter to the Thessalonians. It's the first Christian writing in the New Testament, according to the scholars, written around the year 50 or 51. So it's a great treasure for us to have a written document to a community that's already growing and has its own issues, but they're growing, they're already established in Thessalonica, in, in Greece. And so it's a big statement that within 20 years, there's a community there, 20 years after Jesus' death and resurrection, less than 20 years, and they're already receiving a letter from Paul. And this is a very beautiful uh, witness of the life of the very big first Christians. When we look at Jesus' criticism of religious leaders, we obviously have to think of ourselves today. And actually, the criticism may apply also across the board to all leaders, particularly as an ideal how to live and definitely a way not to live. And in the prophet Malachi, the reading is very similar, where the prophet is really calling out the priests at the temple restored in Jerusalem after the exile for their very poor service, that when they should be the vehicle of blessing for the people, uh, he said, I will make you a curse. You have caused many to falter by your instruction, not teaching God's word. You have made void the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. These are very strong words, uh, reprimanding, calling to conversion the spiritual leaders at the temple in Jerusalem. And this is centuries before Christ, maybe around the 5th, 6th century. And so, he says, I therefore have made you contemptible and base before all the people. These are words that don't ring hollow today. They also reflect part of the impression of God's people of some of the leadership And then the appeal at the end is also similar to the appeal of the psalm and to Paul's words. Have we not all one father? Has not the one God created us? Why then do we break faith with one another? Very, very strong words that are like a two-edged sword reaching into the joints of the deepest composition of our person. Called to true conversion. And while these words are in first place and very powerfully directed to religious leaders, they can make all of us reflect in any exercise of leadership we might have. And we can think today of the influencers in culture, the so-called influencers in the social media, but also in the entertainment industry, people who have a huge impact on others. And again, the case of Brittany Spears comes to mind, and apparently it's been, I'm not overly familiar with the case, just really a little more than headlines, but she obviously had a very perceived negative influence on 
the teenage generation in the 90s, maybe a little bit before that and definitely there and after that. And then it turns out that she was abused by her own family. and They manipulated her and controlled her. And so there we have parents responsible for their child betraying the divine commission as parents, collaborating with God and bringing a new life into the world, a very talented person, and manipulating that for themselves. And this is horrendous and, and awful. And so we realize that many people, all parents have great influence and spiritual leadership, and most parents will I think most all parents will try to help their children to do good, to learn the good, to discern. But imagine if parents are doing the opposite. It's very hard for the children. It's very difficult. Like St. Francis' line was, preach always, and if necessary, use words. In other words, lead by example. But then people might be a teacher or a coach that's a great position of leadership, having children in a classroom all year long, or a team that young people aspire a lot to excellence in sports, and how important a coach is training them, motivating them, helping them also to see the bigger picture in life, because their particular sport is just one little dimension of their whole life energy that they will expend. And, but they can learn through that exercise a lot about life about teamwork, about self-dominion, about conquering goals, and growing, uh, treating things with the value they have and not um, exceeding the value they have. Sometimes people make an idol out of one particular talent or ability they have and then neglect the rest of their lives and become enslaved to themselves. So we have a lot, I think, for everybody here to absorb to ponder, and this call from God, the call to have peace in God, and then the call to be united with him because he wants to bless others through us. So let's pray, especially since the readings are directed to the religious leaders, let's pray especially for all of us who have some portion of religious leadership, but also let's pray for parents, teachers, coaches, and all people really, because everybody influences the others. In a party, somebody's telling a joke that's below human dignity, and just one person, doesn't have to be the smartest person in the room, and doesn't laugh. And that can send a shockwave through the whole assembly. We all are called to leadership, and we're blessed by the grace of baptism to be light of the world and salt of the earth. That's the role of leadership. Let us fulfill the wonderful charge we have because it's a blessing from God to bring blessing on others. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.